Hey, Vash, do you know why plants can't talk? Rem said it's because they're stronger than we are. She said they're so strong they concentrate all their energy on living so they don't need to use words. Yeah, they're strong, but we eat their fruit. We have to eat their fruit to live. Do you think I'll be eaten someday? Japanese, a podcast where three colonists in their 30s, Josh had to do that, <laughs> talk about anime. Oh, all right. <laughs> Give me a look. Because I, because we're going to do, we're going to do three angels, from angels God. from God. Oh, do we? I missed that. Yeah. We're also, we're colonists and three angels from God. <laughs> okay. His haircut makes him look intellectual and quite the philosopher. It's Andy. I thought, oh, you guys noticed. Look at my hair. It's so shiny. Hey, what does my hair cut look like? Like a mama's, mama's boy. boy. I'm Josh. <laughs> and unlike the two of you, I use logic. I'm Bill. Oh. You know, actually, that's pretty, pretty apt. Yeah, I'm, numbers I'm not... and, numbers and logic, not my thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. What's up? New Hi. week. Hey, we missed last week. Sorry, guys. Uh, we missed last week. But if you notice, we did release a Pokemon Generations episode. We reviewed two very fun episodes of Pokemon Generations, Ray and I had actually a lot of fun digging into kind of the parallels between the two episodes. So if you know anything about Groudon or Kyogre, I think you'll really enjoy those particular episodes that we reviewed. I have thoughts about that. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Seriously? Yeah. So what were the two, were they bad guy teams? Yeah, uh, Team Aqua and Was team, led by? Uh, team Aqua was led by... Nah. Shelly? Shelly was the woman uh, who did all the research. But you said for that... Team Aqua. Yes, but you said that was because Shell. Yes, because it was Shell. But or then, like the Pokemon Shellos, maybe even. But then the other one that was part of Team Magma... Yes. ...was named. Uh, so you're talking about Courtney, the the female henchman trainer who works for Maxi as part of Team Magma. Right, works in Maxi's pad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to hear that one. Jesus um, Christ. But... Yes. I heard you say Corey, but Courtney kind of still works. Okay. Because there's still core in the name. Okay. Oh! Yo. Brilliant! Wow. They're the core villains? I... No. Where is Magma I... at? Oh, in the core. Okay. Gotcha. The core of the Earth. Okay. No, no like the WWE uh, really awful stable. The core? The core. Yeah, that was like, what, the Nexus 3 or something? Yeah, it was like oh. C-O-R-R-E. Yeah. It was like British or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It was like I, C-O-U-R-R-E-Y <laughs> or something. I don't so, know what it was. Sorry, I don't watch MMA anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> and <laughs> the other one, you said it's the thing's name was. I had another thought on it. Yeah, Kyogre. Kyogre. No, it's I've like seen... a big like whale thing, and I picked up on like the idea of there was a lot, definitely like an Ahab, Moby Dick kind of thing going on there. Well, what was the Sentai series that became an original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Oh, I can't remember the name. Uh, the the name of it off offhand. I have to. It's Kyogre Ranger, isn't it? I just kind of, I hear K-Y-O, like, in a, I know that one of the later, I think Dino Charge, uh-huh. uh, that Megazord in Japan was Kyoger. 
Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Which would be basically the same thing. So I hear Kyogre, I think Kyoger, mm-hmm. and I think it was like Kyo Ranger was the Mighty Morphin. So I think Kyo has something to do with dinosaur. Zero oh. Ranger. Kiro Sentai. Uh, Kiro. Yeah, Kyo Ryu Sentai Zero Ranger. Yeah, so I thought that, that oh. Kyo, Kyo. That's kind of interesting. I yeah, thought maybe yeah, that's, yeah. Maybe that's dinosaur in Japanese. Well, or I mean, he is like ancient and petrified and down, like, kind of like. That's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's kind of like an. E- that's kind of cool. I don't, I don't know this. I'm just. Speculation. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of cool. That's, that's very nifty. Well, I, I, I like that information. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we did the episode, the two episodes for Pokemon Generation, so go check that out if you have not. Well, today, though, we're going to be talking about Trigon again. Episode Yay! 17, Rem Savrum, a really interesting episode. Savrum. 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 Mungo. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Jeez, Bill, man, why can't you help us with these disputes? I don't care. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some nerd news, shall we? All right. Uh, I'm going to start. I am super stoked because, and I know that this has become my thing for nerd news, but the Nintendo Switch is my bae, and I, I love it so much, and uh, what? No, nothing, nothing. I just, just go on. I'm just gonna, you know, check my email. Why are you both on your phones? <laughs> uh, you know. I'm looking up something for nerd news. Okay, thanks. Good. I'm, I'm on task, actually. Oh, good. Um, so the Nintendo Switch just released two really good games recently: uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I'll talk about in a minute, and then just today, before I came over here, I stopped and picked up a copy of Mario Kart 8 deluxe so when's the next super smash brothers coming out because you know it's going to be coming around the corner uh no not for a while i mean the the super smash brothers game i think that they made it pretty clear that they put so much work into this last one for the wii u that they were going to take some time if they were going to before they develop a new one um and they also sound like they don't want to port it to the switch probably i think the problem with uh bringing smash brothers in is that smash brothers players love playing with the gamecube controller and ah. and they made a special sort of thing for the Wii U, so you could play still play with your GameCube controllers. I don't think that that there's an easy way to do that with the fact that it's a portable system that can be used as portable. I suppose when it's in dock mode, they can make something that it does have a USB that can connect into the USB in the back of it. Oh, sure, they can make it, the uh, Joy-Con snap into it or something. Make what? It- Maybe. Adaptive change, nerds! Oh. What? Anyway. Well, did the Pro Controller... I mean, the Pro Controller can't be too much different. No, it probably can't be. I imagine it can't be. So, um, but people are really stuck in their ways when it comes to that. So I think you're probably right. They really do need to... Adapt to the change. At this point, they've... From the GameCube, you've had the Wii version of it, then you had the the Wii U version. Yeah, they need to figure out some way to play. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you if you can't if you can't adapt to the new control schemes that Nintendo likes likes to do it, then you're not a true gamer! Gauntlet Throne. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about these two games really quick. Okay, Mario ahead. Kart 8 Deluxe is basically just a port from the Wii U version, which I already own. And the only reason I picked it up... Well, there's only two reasons I picked it up. Number one, I had a coupon or a gift card or gift certificate or whatever for... You had a basic, Groupon. Just I did it. not have a Groupon. I basically got half off the game, plus an additional 20% off the game. So I was like, all right. You took third place in Injustice. Yes, and I beat uh, your wife. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and a small child. And I don't feel guilty about it because that kid was kicking my ass. Um, so... Was he spamming the same moves? Was no, he, he was that? actually... Was, was he doing any no, shit? No, he was really good. He knew what he was doing. Probably the kid I'm, that beat me. Probably true. Uh, so... Avenge I, me! I, I did. You, you've been avenged. Uh, so, I picked that up, and the only difference is, obviously, upgraded graphics, 1080p, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, they pretty, have, pretty. they have all of the DLC packed in. So, all the courses, 
all of the characters with three more bonus characters, uh, Squid Girl and Squid Boy from Splatoon, and I think uh, I think it's Bowser Jr. also you could play as. So those are added in, and then they added back Battle Mode, which was something that was missing oh, from uh, love, Mario Kart 8. Love and they got mode. like five different Battle Mode modes, and they're all very unique and different. Ooh. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing that and putting more time into Mario Kart 8. The second game I want to talk about is Puyo Puyo Tetris, uh, which is a blending of two different puzzle games. We know Tetris. Who doesn't, right? Um, but Puyo Puyo, you might be new to. It's something that did not get a wide release in any way, really, in America, with the exception of Dr. Robotnik's Mean, mean Bean, Bean Machine. Machine. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Which was exactly just Puyo Puyo with a coat of paint on it. So what's cool about this game is that it, ha- it comes with tons of modes. It's You can play literally either... Puyo Puyo or Tetris, and you can play against other people using Tetris against Tetris, Puyo Puyo against Puyo Puyo, or Tetris against Puyo Puyo. And you look at it and think, well, these are two completely different games. How would it work and be fair? But it is a really balanced, fun multiplayer experience. I've had a ton of fun. Uh, and what's really weird, I'm sure you guys are going to be like, what? There is a story mode. <laughs> Yeah, that's messed up. Okay. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying the story mode. <laughs> it's basically, the, the plot is not very thick. Like, it's not like a really in-depth plot. Is it veiny? Yes, it's definitely veiny. Um, shadowy veiny. Uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> I see what you did uh, there. Um, but basically the plot is, there's these characters who, they live in this anime-ish world or whatever, and, you know, they settle disputes by playing this game Puyo Puyo against each other. No different than Pokemon, no different than Yu-Gi-Oh, right? I mean, really isn't, right? No different. Yeah, no. Um, but one day, as they're like kind of like just hanging out at the school, it starts raining Tetris blocks. And they're like, what the hell? And there's a spaceship up in the sky where this entire like weird space civilization, they run their ship off of like games of Tetris or something, and they all get together somehow. And then it's actually kind of funny. The characters are really funny, that there's a lot of interesting dialogue. There's a there, you would enjoy this, Bill. There's a uh, Martian-y kind of character, kind of cutesy, but all it says is pee pee. <laughs> so I figured you'd really enjoy that. The almost dialogue is just, it's just different tones of pee 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 pee. pee. Oh and it's great. It's so amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm right now imagining the story mode that you, that you've described uh-huh. and doing it in the same mel- melodramatic, over the top fashion of an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. <gasps> he rotated the. Sl- <laughs> The L. <gasps> oh no! If he drops it now, he won't get the line. <laughs> I have defeated you again. I would watch a Yu-Gi-Oh Tetris matchup. Okay, and okay. now I'm imagining Cell being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> that was a great. Episode. I just want to see a straight four-line Tetris piece like squash Cell. That would be great. That'd be funny. If you have not yet picked up the Switch, and you are a fan of good games, I would suggest. Puyo Puyo, I would suggest Mario Kart 8, I would suggest Le- Legend of Zelda. Um, if you have not yet played Shovel Knight, pick up Shovel Knight on there. Uh, Snipper Clips was a lot of fun. I've been playing through... The old guy game? Yeah. Uh, Has Been Heroes as well. Uh, oh, Has one, Been Heroes. Yeah, one to Switch. Arms is coming out. If you haven't played I Am Setsuna, that's really good. If you're really... Why are you looking at me when you say I uh, not played I Am Setsuna? I looked at you because when I think of Ian Setson, I think of you. Um, you you know, think of Bill Cosby as well. well I do. Um, did you hear he went blind, by the way? <laughs> what? He was already pretty much yeah, blind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, like, he's, he's, not, he's not officially 
completely blind. Uh, yeah, the last stand-up special you had, you could see. Yeah, like before well, everything. Went. Yeah, before. Be, be, yeah. Okay. Um, well, so you know, there's that. There's uh, there's a, there's a lot of really cool. There's a really fun little game that I'm going to be buying pretty soon called Kamiko. Once I have kind of finished up a couple of the other games I'm already playing, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a Zelda-ish game. It's only five bucks and it looks a lot of fun. Cool. Um, there's a lot on the Switch. All right. So check it out. I'm there. I love the Switch. Leave it for Pwn Stars, dude. I Leave love... it for Pwn Stars. I need Stars. to go on Pwn Stars. Will, so, if you listen to so... this, bring me on the Pwn Stars so I can do an episode with you guys about Nintendo because I will fanboy out all day long. Because he is really sucking Nintendo's teeth right oh, now. Oh, I am. They're making shit tons of money off I mean, me right now. These guys have gotten tired of hearing me talk about Overwatch, and I've really done a concerted effort not to really mention it, but Andrew, this has become your Overwatch. That's true. Uh, all right, well, someone save me for myself. Who's got some nerd news? I do. Um, well, that's more of an announcement, but I think uh, I think we should. Josh's awkward confessions. Well, you guys know how a uh, couple episodes back, I made the bold statement that our next series was going to be Attack on Titan, contingent on on a uh, kind of Titan. Uh, um, you know, is that the theme song? I'm attacking Titan. No, actually, the Attack on Titan theme is pretty. It's awesome. really badass. Um, but they got the German wrong. That was contingent on a few things of the few criteria that we have for the show, which was as long as they didn't dub the second season before we got to it. They've dubbed the second season already, as they are coming out on Verve and on Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. and and I, I'm not sure Funimation, there are dubbed versions. So, unfortunately, we are not going to do a review of Attack on Titan. Goodbye, Titan! Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think you would have loved it. You would really liked it. I'm almost willing to break our break it if if it would mean getting to watch it and talk about it because I love that show so much. Well, so much okay. Cool how about this? It. How about how about this? Let's let's do a few more seasons and then come and revisit the topic later. That sounds like a good idea. Put it put a pin in it. That being said, I already know what our next series is. Ooh ooh! Oh my god! Are we doing Cowboy Bebop? Are we doing Are we doing uh, Gundam? No, we can't do Gundam. Damn it! Uh, yeah, we can't uh, do a Gundam series uh, because they're usually two seasons yeah, long. Yeah. Mm, uh, oh, I don't know. What are we doing? What are we doing? Do- Case closed. No. Fucking love Case Closed. And no, we're not doing Lupin the Third. Oh, <gasps> that'd be fun. I've never really watched much Lupin. Gurren Logon. Bless you. No, that that's that's the next series. Bless you. No, that's that's the next series of Gurren Logon. I have a feeling this isn't an upgrade. Is it like <gasps> is this like that anime where like you get stuck in a video game but not not, not the good one? Um like you're logging in? Like Gurren like, logs on. No, no, no. To you red tube. The you fuck is a Gurren? I just <sighs> prepare yourselves, Bill. You're gonna need a lot of alcohol. Oh crap! But his liver was just getting better, Josh. Remember what the doctors told him? They said if you, you know, the fact that he's managed to not drink as much as he had before, you know what? was gonna give him an extra six months to live. You know what? I, I was, I, I think it's I dark. Had... <laughs> I think, you're, you're killing Bill. Talk about think, me. That's I, dark. I think you may have a solution. I've uh, Jerry rigged a dialysis machine to. Oh, like, is that like, what's hanging from the nutcage up there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be Bill's uh, new lifeline for the next season. I'm still gonna point out this is really dark because I'm on dialysis. The grand is a seizure. I had to, I was on dialysis. Just gonna point out, let's get, let's get dark. Is, is Bob, okay, so, <laughs> Are you smiling so, about so, it? I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm, I'm just making sure. Does it make you uncomfortable? Well, as long as it doesn't bother you, I'm fine with <laughs> not it. Not much bothers him. Have we not paid attention at all? No, no, no. I said, though, but but I'm reading this to work for his liver as opposed to his kidneys. So. Well, either way, that's not a. Th- 
No. Okay, this bothers me. Okay, that's not a thing. That's the joke. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the joke. Your I jokes know. bother him. We've established <laughs> yes. that before. My com my comedy hurts your brain cells. We know this. Yes. Gurren is a uh, it's a mecha anime. Let's say if fans want to watch it ahead of time, where can they find it? Netflix. Okay, Netflix. Not on anything else. Not on Crunchyroll. Um, not on. It's not. It's not owned by Funimation, so it's not on the Funimation app. Okay. But uh, you can also find it on Hulu. Okay, cool. So Hulu, Netflix. Um, so go out there, go check it out, because we're actually, we're getting down to the wire with, with Trigon here. We are, we are, after this episode, we have nine more. There we go. Uh, so, Bill. Yes. Nerd news. Well, I tried to stay, it's a little bit old. Not okay. Not huge, like three weeks old. Okay, that's not bad. I tried to stay away from it, because I hadn't finished the show yet. But now that I'm done with season one of Preacher. Okay. Which was fantastic, go watch it. The season two trailer dropped. Look at the Preacher trailer. Preacher season two trailer. And enjoy it, because... Yeah. Yeah, There was some weird shit in that, and I don't know, I've never read the comic, comic I never watched a single episode, but that got my attention, at least. From what I've read of the comic, it's pretty interesting, there's some messed up shit. It's out there, it's Garthiness. Yeah, but... Is there anything from that trailer that you recognize from the comics? I'm pretty sure those guys on White were Grail Agents, let's just say that. Alright, fair enough. That was the biggest thing I I noticed. I don't remember a furry, but that wasn't really a thing when Preacher came out. It's true. Yeah, so it's probably furries. something weird they added. Yeah. There. So yeah, I don't recognize a whole hell of a lot more. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I mean, and and if you're kind of curious about Bill Slot's I'm Preacher, you should definitely check out a bonus episode that we just did, where we kind of get into a discussion about a uh, recent TV we've seen. Yeah, you can check that out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Japanese. My favorite line on the whole show mm-hmm. was in the last episode, and it was a flashback. It's not a spoiler or anything, it's just, it was a, okay. it was a, a joke and a flashback. Mm-hmm. While they were rifling through something, Jesse and Tulip, he goes, oh, she goes, what? Uh Uh-oh. What? And he pulls out like a five-foot-long double-fister dildo. Oh, God. And then they cut away, and they come back, and he's chasing her around the room with it. And he's like, come on. It'll be like Lady and the Tramp, but with our butts. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Preacher season two this fall? I don't think they gave a date. Not soon enough. Like the like Deadpool 2. June. Oh, June. Okay, so a little even before. So yep. it's actually not that far around the corner. Didn't you just say that the season one just ended? Or no? No, I just watched it. Oh, you Hulu. just finished watching. Okay, I didn't it. have access to AMC when it was on. Got it. So okay. you're waiting for it to get on. That means, so it's soon to be a summer show. Well, actually, yeah, I, ha- yeah, I have AMC now. Um, oh, okay. I signed up for PlayStation View. Yeah. Yeah, my um, folks have that. Yeah, and so that was going to allow me to watch. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Alright, so that's our Nerd News segment for this week. Let's get into our review of episode 17 of Trigun Rem. Mungo. I mean, Saverum. Saverum. <laughs> we open with an establishing shot of a sizable space fleet. An up-close view of the lead ship shows across its bow the word seeds. Flashback! N- what? Uh, it's a flashback. <laughs> I mean, we're not going forward in time really? in the story. We're going backward. Because why would there be a ship in the sky? I thought maybe we got the wrong episode. I mean, see, I saw Seeds, so maybe we were watching an episode of Gundam by accident? Uh, isn't there an anime with the word Seed in it? There's a lot of animes with... Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I'm just looking around. I'm sorry. I only got two people to look at. I'm sorry. Anyway, Final so... Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the Final Fantasy VIII anime. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, then, inside the control room of the ship is the small five-man crew. They celebrate their first views of a small planet... That's way the fuck out there. 
Okay, seriously, are we still on the same show? I mean, this is getting yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. But but talk about the stereotypes, Josh. Each so, one pilots a different colored lion. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be great. So this the ship is crewed by your standard paid by the numbers crew members. You have the boring captain named Joey. Yep, yep. I I called him the generic captain in my notes. Generic captain. He's voiced by Gil Starberry. Mm -hmm. Then we have Bro Dude Steve. I didn't get a voice actor credit for him. I called Steve the big muscled sexist dude. And he has a goatee and he wears green, so I went with Shaggy. Fair, fair. (laughs) We got the nerdy tech guy named Rowan. He's voiced by Elliot Reynolds. Yeah, I call him the overly serious science guy. I forgot he existed. <laughs> this ruin. I, I liked where you were going there, but it's, it's kind yeah. of ruining your vibe here. Yeah, it did. Followed too. by Mary, the other girl. I called her the mousy, quiet female. Velma. And then we have Rem Severin, voiced by Ruby Marlowe. Our female protagonist. Yes. Daphne. Okay. So we're hit with another exposition dump uh, that they've been unfrozen five times already. And they're hoping that this next planet that they found is going to be like Earth. So that way they can settle on it. It's kind of, sort of, not really like Earth, as they're kind of describing it as there's no oceans, there's a lot of... A lot oh, of flowers, though. No, there's nice. Nah, pretty much talking... Um, Are we talking about the planet they came from? Or are no, you talking the about planet the... that they're oh, looking at. Oh, okay, sorry. It's kind of, sort of, not really Earth. No. Well, they came from Earth. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Earth in the sense that they have, like, a breathable atmosphere, but... Topographically, it's full of a, a certain mineral. I forget what he said. There are no oceans. <laughs> Do you even sci-fi, bro? Apparently not. I Doctor Who. It's not sci-fi. Yes, it is. Yeah. As the crew it's can... not sci-fi, it's not good. Oh, you're wrong on a million times over. You're As... wrong, you should feel bad. I don't. Hey, you know who should feel bad? Josh? Yeah, because he likes Star Wars. Fuck yeah. off. Star <laughs> Wars is awesome. I have a... It's future past. I have a middling... Respect, tolerance, middling tolerance for Star Wars. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It doesn't deserve what it gets. That's a whole nother discussion yeah, on out. a whole nother bonus episode. Yep. Let's not go there right, right now. As the crew banter on, we focus on a pair of nigh identical blonde twins partaking in the party favors. Well, the darker blonde of the two, at least. Ren begins to ask Joey about what kind of flowers are on the planet when. Joey boringly says something about how once uh, they're done analyzing the planet, it may have all the flowers that Rem wants and likes, which she hopes are red. You know what they say? Bitches love flowers. Title card! (laughs) Hey, title card! Rem Severin. Yes. Hey, by the way, we didn't talk about those kids. It's pretty obvious that one of them is Vash, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they they haven't done any name drops. I mean, they could be anyone. Yes. But it's basically Vash, right? I yes. Mean, yeah. Well, we cut to uh, the dark blonde boy sitting in the cold sleep control room, looking out at all the human popsicles. When Rem asks him, as he is, his name is Vash, mm-hmm. where Knives is. Young I would Vash, say in the kitchen. In the yeah, drawer. Actually. In the drawer, yeah. Young Vash is voiced by Bryce Pappenbrook. Uh, but he's cr- credited in the series as Rich Smallberries. Pri- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, did you say Bryce Papillon, and then you hit me with your smallberries there. <laughs> I'm, I'm being 100% serious. He is credited as Bryce Smallberries. Oh, uh, that's almost as bad as Michael Denley. <laughs> that's not because it's funny. <laughs> can you, can you be Michael Smallberries? <laughs> 
please. Can I oh be Michael Smallberries? I'm gonna go no. back and change every audio. You should too. No. The the voice the, the voice of Christopher Douglas by Michael Smallberries. Can <laughs> <laughs> hate you guys. I love you. So Vash asks Rem why everyone's asleep, commenting that the ship's too quiet. It's kind of boring in there with only six other people. So Rem explains in another exposition dump. Oh yeah, number two. Uh, the meaning of the word seeds. <laughs> Get it, number two. There we go. There we go. The meaning of the word seeds on the ship's hull. Uh, she explains that the ships are. You say the ship's hull or the ship's hull? She explains that the ship that the ships are the sperm of the human race and will find a planet to impregnate with our seed. I don't mm, think she said like that. I'm pretty sure she um, didn't say uh, that. Yeah, I don't think that's got said. I can't imagine her being like, "We're gonna." Teach you where the ship came from and sex ed at the same time. And then she just takes off her pants and just spreads... No, that's just... Galactic birds and the bees. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, that's clever. Uh, The jism fleet. No, that's not what happened. Uh, Okay, fine. Something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, She then begins to wax philosophical on how God thinks that we're a joke trying to cling to our... uh, Trying to cling on to some form of immortality by constantly going out into the stars and... You know that... What bitches also love? Religious philosophical discussions, apparently. She loves that twisted Christian science. Twisted Christian science! What are you doing? Dude, I'm talking about the Sister previous... Christian, I don't know. I'm sorry oh, to think okay. Sister Christian, but I couldn't come up with a good lyric to go with it. So, uh, the lighter blonde boy shows up to ask if they're ready to go have uh, lunch at the same location, which is the recreation room. It's, it's really cool, because we learned that this is a VR room. It's a holodeck. Yeah. Is it a holodeck? I thought it was actually a lie. They, they Do you ever sci-fi, bro? The way that Knives starts talking, because he starts noticing that nothing has moved, but everything is different, and then Rem starts talking about how everything in that room is alive, that it's literally housing all the, a sampling of living plants. Yeah, you're probably right, honestly. It's probably got a holodeck, like, outer rim. Possibly, but there is a section in there. Nice. There's a joke there about outer rim. I was thinking it. We'll think about it later. I, I can see that. We're, Why, we're, we figure out what Rim's job is? <laughs> Walked right into that one. Yes! Oh, yes! A million times yes. Carry on. So, yeah. She talks about Eden. Yeah, and so she's, she's doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes! Yeah, oh, she, carry on. She is doing a lot of... Uh, Eden as. <laughs> uh, we go to a briefing room, right? We do learn that the lighter blonde uh, boy's name is the Knives that was mentioned earlier. And he's voiced by uh, Joshua Seth. But he's credited as Jeremiah Friedman. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. So yes, we do cut to the briefing room where boring Captain Joey does another exposition dump. Third one so far. It hasn't even been 20 minutes. Yep, we get a lot of it. God, yeah. So he's talking about pretty much how the Earth got wrecked and when the human race realized that they've done fucked up... It was too late, so they created Project Seeds and shoved the human race in cold containment and threw them into space to maybe find a new planet and live and uh, hopefully not wreck it again. So you think this is where we're heading right now? Getting Trying to get rid of like the EPA and this is where we'll end up? There'll be like, some rogue scientists dude, building dude, these ships. Alright, dude. Dude, what have we talked about? What? No politics. Oh. But yes. It makes me sad. I know. So, after their little lesson with the boys, uh, Joey and Rem uh, begin to discuss uh, what they're doing with the boys and uh, contemplate their roles um, as, like, teachers and pseudo-parents. And then they start talking about um, how their arrival 
shows up and like, you know, did they come to us by essentially, was it by chance or was it divine providence as, uh, Rem was going? Cause she was talking about how they were angels from God. Yeah. And, and we so- get, and we get a freaking flashback in a flashback cause this whole episode is a flashback. So now we get like a flashback in it where like they talk about raising knives and Vash and like, and, and it's just, the whole thing is just weird. Like there's so many right. layers. So we cut to, I think the next day or, or something like that. I titled this section, Steve is a dick. Bro yeah. dude Steve wakes up. Yeah, yeah. It's, and... the, it's the part where I said Steve is a dick. Yeah, he kind of hates the boys because they did his job for him. Yeah, because he's lazy. He's drinking. And he he's also sexy. calls them monsters and, and you know, essentially gives us a slight exposition dump that they've reached puberty in one year. Yeah, they, they're growing at some sort of accelerated rate. Right, so that's a is, thing. Which, you know what? I mean, I don't like Steve. You're not supposed to like Steve, but... He's a bro dude. He, no, you're not supposed to like him, but at the same time... It's a microtransaction, bro. But at the same time, he's a... You need a microaggression? Yeah, let me do that again. It's a no, microaggression, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, at, you know, at the same time, I kind of understand where Steve is coming from. Like, I, would be, I would be a little freaked out by that. There's dude. definitely cause for concern. Yeah. What are you, speciesist? Well, and as we're going to see, he has right to. He gets set up. Well, that's, yeah, but he's still a dick. He's, but, half, he's half right. I mean, he's, yeah, but like, you know, you, know, you do feel a little bad for him. Well, you know, how, how about, you know what, how about he just builds a wall to keep him out? Oh, Jesus I don't know Christ. if you feel bad for him. Well, I mean, I he mean, takes it too far. He really does. He does, but at the same time, I think that's part of the, the thing that like is really good later on when Rem shows her humanity, well, when we get there. You know, right. I, I don't know. We'll get there. So, so we, but you know, he bitches about it, and we cut to another scene where we see Vash in a uh, zero G area. He's he's curled up field position, crying. Knives shows up, and he asks Vash what's going on, and he's like, "Steve hates me." And we cut to a scene where Vash is doing some sort of work on the ship, and Steve shows up with a, a baseball bat, a club, a cudgel. Yeah, it was. It was like a. I don't think it was a bat. I think. It, Maybe like a pipe or something like no, that. No, I think you're probably right the first time. It was like a like a cudgel or something. Yeah. It was just like a, a nice solid stick. And, you know... And he's a like, tire thumper, as my dad would call it. Yeah. So, yeah, he hates Vash and uh, possibly beat him up. Knives tells Vash that it's uh, it's because the entire crew thinks that they're different. And that they would only need to be patient a little longer until they are accepted. Man, that's kind of nefarious for a one-year-old. Yeah, uh, it is. But, like, it goes on to a really cool scene later, uh, mm-hmm. right after this, where they kind of talk about, like, themselves, and we learn a little bit about who they are, what right. they're made up of, and I love their discussion about plants. Yeah, we do. We cut to the next scene where Vash and I are obviously in the rec room. They're, they're hanging out by a tree. They're commenting on the fruit of, of the apple on the tree. Yeah, it talks about that, how, like, plants focus all their energy on living. living. Yeah, he's Which is cool. why they can't talk. And Vash, I think that is a cool thing. I just, I like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I just really like that. And it goes to show you, at an early age, Vash was quoting uh, Rem constantly, even at one year old. Oh, yeah. He wanted to I think Rem might be a little high. <laughs> you think he, <laughs> She's high on Christ. And weed. She's <laughs> so she's like but, a, a stoner, but that super Christian. But yeah, but knives does bring up a really interesting line. He's, they're talking about eating fruit and all that of plants, and knives goes, "Do you think I'll be eating someday?" <laughs> eating that ass. <laughs> eating that ass. <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh. <laughs> but it is kind of interesting given the uh, the nature of their existence and everything mm-hmm. else and. I don't know if, if it's going a little too far ahead in, in saying what they are exactly. 
I don't think so. I think but, it's fairly clear. There's that whole flashback scene where they're growing in the plant. In, in the plant. In the ship's plant. So they are products of the plant. Right. So it goes to you know, saying that they're, the ship's plants must be some sort of living being that they utilize to survive off of, mm-hmm. that to run everything. And it's kind of an interesting, you know, the consumption of his power, his his core, his essence. It's very, very interesting. And we do flashback to Knives getting beaten up by Steve. Yeah. And not then a, we see not a good move. See another flashback of Baby Knives and Baby Vash, voiced by Stock Baby Crying Audio, uh, being discovered <laughs> oh, and nearly shot and protected by Rem. Oh God! You like that one? That was, that was terrible, but I love it. All right. <laughs> so uh, we cut to uh, another day, and Vash is getting a haircut, and this is where we find out how he gets his iconic spiky hair. Because at first, they have, like, really long, like, like hair down to their ass, pretty much. I, I want to point out that my autocorrect kicked in here. In this <laughs> section, I called Ram and the boys. And not Whoa. Ram. Wow. <laughs> not Ramin, but Ram and the boys. Right. It, it autocorrected to Ram instead of Rem. Yeah, we kind of kind of understood that. I don't know why I didn't keep Rem and just capitalize E and M. Because everybody hurts. Sometimes. I was thinking rapid eye movement. REM sleep. No, I was with you. Everybody hurts. Nah, it's the end of the world. They should have played that song at the end of this episode. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Um, Like, like at the same time. (laughs) Just layer them on top of each other. It would have been great. But yeah, we we see that Vash gets his, this is where he gets his iconic haircut, the spiky up. And then we find out that actually it was from REM's old dead boyfriend. Seriously, she's like, oh, I got it. This is the haircut of someone I loved very she much. She didn't say he was dead, I don't think. Either he's no, dead. No, she did say he died. Did she? Yeah, she mentioned oh, that, that okay. he died. Oh, no, she did. She did. Because then she not. talks about that. that uh, maybe he... she's just assuming because you left him on Earth. Uh, I don't know. Man, maybe. Wow. Did she specifically say a boyfriend? I believe yeah. she, yes. And someone, someone she cared about very much. Right, but that could, be, that could be a husband, for yes. one. Right. An older brother. I mean... She just said somebody she loved very much. But this is an interesting uh, parallel that, that you know, I want to bring up, and we'll get back to this later, at least in the discussion. She mentions the bash that she uh, thinks about him a lot, uh, especially when she's going through hard times, because... Yeah, hard times, baby! Not those hard times. <laughs> oh, okay. Not those lonely moments. Oh, gotcha. That's why she's got Joey. Oh, God. It, she says that, you know, she kind of looks at um, his guidance and support and all that, and her memories of him... Because he helped her through some some seriously bad shit in her life. I'm thinking maybe she was a drug addict, or maybe she was like what? Wow, super, or maybe she was an overly like zealous a Christian. <laughs> not not not. She just does. I'll just be a private so. dancer. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh. <clears throat> so yeah, and then Vash uh, straight up professes his love to her, and she so friend zones him. Oh yeah, well he's like. <laughs> One year old. Right. In the body yeah. of a 13 year old. So it's yeah. very creepy. The whole thing is confusing. Hey, so this next scene, should this have been a sign? Yeah. Like that Knives is a psycho. Yeah. Like he's just sitting there like, it's Cutting like, a, it's, it's like one of those movies when like, when like the girl like snaps and she's sitting in front of the mirror and she's just like cutting her own hair really ugly. Right. And she's right. just like crying and looking crazy. Yeah. He's freaking out. He's trying to cut his hair and I'm trying, and he starts saying that it's, it's not right. And I'm wondering if he's trying to cut his hair the same length and style 
as Vash's with being it, with it being spiked up. Maybe. But he cut it too short. Or, But there's also a weird, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like he's standing, where the way he's standing, there's a collection of, you know, like when they kill, when they take bugs and they... Yeah, yeah, like, like butterflies have, like, pinned and all that. Up. Yeah. There was a thing of butterflies, three pinned up behind him, except for where one. he was. And he was in front of that other one. Is there some supposed to be some sort of weird connection I'm, between I'm, like these pinned up butterflies and him? I think that there's definitely some sort of symbolic metaphor. And if so, going what is here. it? Is it like the fact that like it's the bugs that are like being oh, preserved? No, no, no. He's come out of his out of his uh, cocoon. Oh, he he has emerged. No, that's interesting. Like this is the first time we kind of see him start to act like he well, like th- his actual character. Well, yeah. It, he, well, I mean, he saves the butterfly and kills the spider. Right. But I'm saying that that the the symbol there the symbolism is there that he has emerged from his pupil state. Right, but obviously he has some kind of connection to butterflies because yeah, that's yeah, there's it. that scene you would later think that like the about. yeah the smart weird guy who's hiding mm-hmm. would be more attached to a spider. Vash shows up after um, he cuts his hair. He's like, "Oh, whoa, what'd you do?" And Knife seems to kind of bullshit Vash in some way into saying that he did it on purpose so that they could be different from one another. Mm-hmm. Break card. Break card! Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy. I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week. A couple things. Number one, thank you, as always, for listening to Tuning Japanese. We appreciate you out there taking the time out of your day to listen to us ramble about some of our absolute, our most favorite animes of all time. Don't forget, if you want to help support the show, the easiest way is to tell a friend about us. If you've got a friend who likes anime and you think they might enjoy the show, tell them about us. Send them a link to the show. We'd really appreciate that. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes, definitely do that. That is a way for people to find us and is absolutely free for you to help support the show. If you want to help support the show monetarily, don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Did you know for $3 a month... $3 a month, less than the cost of one cup of coffee from Starbucks, you can be put into a quarterly drawing. As soon as we have enough people at the $3 a month mark, we will be giving away some anime grab bag stuff. It could be manga, it could be DVDs of anime, it could be action figures. Who knows? You will get your own personal little free gift, potentially. Uh, We're going to do one drawing every three months for those that keep at the $3 a month level. Don't forget to check out other podcasts in our podcast network, the Questionable Endeavor Network, by visiting questandnetwork.com. Go seek out Questionable Endeavor on Facebook and Twitter as well. We'd really, really appreciate that. As we talked about on this episode at the beginning, the next anime that we're going to be doing is Gurren Lagann, which I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, But if you are missing the Grumpy Bill, I have a feeling that Grumpy Bill will be returning because it sounds like he may not enjoy that particular anime. So that's coming up down the road. we got some more Pokemon Generations reviews, and we've got something special planned once we wrap up our review of Trigun, so more to come in the near future. All right, enough of my rambling for now. Let's go back to the episode. And we're back. And I forgot to point out something. Uh, what? Did you was a good break card. It was a great break card. You did good. Thank you. Yeah. You I remembered pre- it this time. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope I do. <laughs> if you did it, this is going to make you sound stupid. Oh, yeah. oh man. But uh, did you notice uh, before we went to break card, mm-hmm. the Apple. The Apple Watch he was wearing? No, the, ap- the Apple in Knives' room. It 
obviously there was a bite taken out of it, and also That's what you do with it apples. looks like he stabbed it with the scissors. Yeah. Psycho! Well, and given that he's a plant, does that mean he's a cannibal now, and he hates what he is? Is he that kind of plant? He did say he was going to get eaten. I'm still kind of confused. What, is, what do you think Bash tastes like? Goofiness and lies. I, I, want, a, I want a big bite of Bash. Bash tastes you, like... We would. I would. Bash tastes like <laughs> Wait till next episode, he gets naked. You're, you're going to eat that Bash. Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Eating the Bash. Oh, no! That sounds <laughs> terrible! Never mind, I don't want this anymore! Oh. So, you, can just, you do get to see Bash ass right, next episode. Right, right. But anyway, we're at dinner. Stop! That. Everyone begins to compliment Knives on the fact that his haircut, you know, saying that he looks like an intellectual and a philosopher. When Vash asks everyone what he what he looks like with his haircut, everyone comments that he looks like a mama's boy. He does. So, bro dude Steve, he's kind of drunk like a bro dude normally is and starts acting like a douche because, well, he's a douche to the boys and starts rubbing up on Mary while mocking Rowan. Total bro, dude. You know, if Knives would have just came straight out and killed Steve, I think I would have been better with the, the scenes that follow. Yeah, but Knives does kind of sick burn Steve out of the room. He does. He's just like, he shouldn't be acting like this in front of innocent small children. Yeah, he, I, I, like saw, how, I like how he calls himself an innocent child. Yeah. Right, and he's not. And that look, and the look is like anything but innocent. No. And, and then once he's gone out of the room, and they're he talking... He laughs out of the room, he, too. There's a really creepy scene with Knives where he says, that's because he's afraid. Yeah. And, and, and that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut to later on uh, to just two really quick scenes there. Oh, yes. Uh, Rowan, the scene, Rowan's the... bitching about Steve. Yes. Uh, getting up on Mary. And then we see the door open and Knives is there. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Mary bitching about Rowan and Steve saying that, you know, it would be a lot more boring if they were if neither of them were there. Mm-hmm. And the door opens again and we see Knives again. Also, Mary's a huge slob. On that knob. <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut to the next day, I, I think. I don't know, the passage of time here is really confusing. No, no, it jumps a lot. I do not sci-fi, bro. True. Let's admit it. Rem and the boys are uh, in the rec room. This is where they happen upon a, a very significant scene. Mm-hmm. I think that, that harkens back to uh, a big deal in, in the whole series. We see that there's a butterfly stuck in a spider's web. The spider's about to go get himself a nice, tasty butterfly. And Vash comes in, and he starts to move to, to try to get the butterfly out of the web. When all of a sudden, Knives just comes in, just grabs the spider and crushes it, and, like, Vash flips shit. Oh, yeah, he, like, knocks him over and shit. Well, no, he first argues that. He's like, why did you do that? I wanted to save them both. Knives is like, no. See, if you save the butterfly, the spider was going to die anyway. He wasn't going to have any food. It was pointless to save the spider if you, or to save the spider if you're going to save the butterfly why save both and like Vash once again he's just like I wanted to save both of them tackles uh, Knives mm-hmm. so you know what I like about Knives and why Knives made my top 5 best anime villains list back on the article I did uh, several months back for the Questionable Never Network questionnetwork.com is the fact that he is a character that you can look at and understand where he's coming from, and he makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. His positions are they're they're ruthless and brutal, but there's oh, yeah. there's a there's a sense of uh, pragmatic practicalism to it. He, no, he's, he's he makes total sense in right, this scene. Right. Philosophically, he makes a lot. Well, philosophically, they both make sense. They're yeah. Because Vash's whole argument, which he he can't, does get kind of backed up by Rem, is that he didn't have the right. Knives didn't have the right 
to take another life. Mm -hmm. Even though, yes, the, the spider was going to take a life because it was going to survive, but Vash wanted to keep them both alive for the time bearing. And, and who's to say that when the back isn't turned, the spider isn't going to catch something else to eat. True. But this, like you mentioned earlier, this scene in particular is what sets up the differences between mm-hmm. Vash and Knives. And that's right. what I think makes it most interesting. It's a, if you're going to take anything away from this episode, this is, this is it. This is the most significant scene of the entire series. Yeah. So we cut to another day. Um, Steve's apparently being put on trial for raping Mary. Um, they, so that was such happiness. This got, this got dark. Oh, yeah, it really did. You know, the, the rest of the crew are discussing uh, what they're going to do to him. They're going to relieve him of duty, and they're going to freeze him until they've established the colony, and then he was going to stand a, a, a normal trial. Steve is swearing up and down he did nothing. Joey's uh, passing sentence. Now, Rowan, didn't we see the door open and fa- and uh, Knives standing yeah, there? Yeah, so that was my question. How what? did Knives set this up? The trial? No. The scene earlier where he goes and he looks into Mary's room, he looks into Steve or whatever. How That's, does he set this up? Steve is drunk. Conv- I think mm-hmm. he just convinces convinces them to do it. Or he just tosses him his drunk ass in there and then rapes her with the lights off. I think it's more of a conspiracy. Uh, the three of them conspired. Because we'll, we'll get into a discussion about it later. The other thing that I'd like to point out is, while the other three are pretty much passing sentence on Steve immediately, Rem is sitting there like, shouldn't we at least hear him out? Shouldn't we at least listen to his side of things instead mm-hmm. of just listening to him beg and plead. And I think that that says a lot about her character. She's not quick to pass judgment. She's not saying that she's defending him, but she wants to give him his fair shake, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a very admirable trait, but they decide to turn Steve into a bro dude sickle. Why do I have a note here that says odd beauty and the beast sort of rose moment? Was there a rose in a glass? I think we see uh, uh, they have a moment where they're talking and, they're, and she's showing uh, Vash and Knives the geranium. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I had written. Yeah. Right, got it. They're in the uh, briefing room. Vash okay. asks Rem, why can't people get along? And she explains the, that the inherent differences of, peop- of people and how they perceive their world uh, can cause conflicts. But there's always the uh, chance to redeem oneself. There's always a chance to... Right your wrongs. Mm-hmm. And I think she even makes her, her quote about uh, the uh, open ticket. Yeah. Her life might, is an open ticket. Right. Something about Rem, in her past, something terrible happened. And she's maybe been trying to make up for it ever since. Like, you know, even possibly maybe she's responsible for someone's death. And Man, you're laying a lot say, on you, you are reading a lot into this character. Well, there's a lot of similarities between her and Vash that I just can't... She kind of implies it, that something happened. Something happened to her that she's making up for. And that's why she's very religious. That's why she, she looks at her dead boyfriend who guided her through through a rough spot. She even makes reference that, that there was something that happened to her in the past. I think she did something, and being on Project Seeds is her chance to make up for it. Okay. All right. Well, we move on to a scene and a part of this that reminds me of like a almost like Alien meets, like, 2001 Space Odyssey. There's, like, really heavy, I think, leaning on some, like, kind of classic, kind of sci-fi, dark sort of stuff coming I, up I here. would definitely uh, lean towards uh, 2001 more than Alien. And, we yeah, we cut, cut to a scene where Rowan asks Mary, Mary to marry him. And she's like, dude, you're joking, right? And, you know, he then tells her that he raped Steve's freezer and killed him. Yeah, that was... That made me feel awful. Like, right. I mean, yeah, he's a douchebag, but that, he, he didn't deserve he that. He didn't deserve that. Right. Well, 
I mean, he deserved to, to get. If he really did the rape, if he did, right? I if think, he really did, if he did, then yes, he maybe deserves that. But we don't know. No. Well, Mary then starts talking to to Rowan and says, "This is not what I wanted. Wanted, you know, that essentially saying that yeah, she and Rowan got together at least and set up a scenario where Steve got." That set up, got, that they probably framed Steve. See, the problem is, they should have unfrozen Detective Benson, and she could have realized and figured out whether or not it was a real rape or not, and gone through the whole system. And, and, and Dude, don't they have rape kits in the future? I'd hope so. Are there plants that make rape about. kits? Law and Order SVU joke. Oh. Okay. Sam, if you're listening, you'll get that. While Joey uh, informs Rem and the boys of what's, uh, that the analysis of the planet is nearly complete, he's going up to the bridge to get it ready so that they can see it, they start heading off, and then we hear gunfire. And Rem runs off towards the gunfire. Joey comes on the intercom. He says, I can't see anything on video. Rem opens the door, is horrified to see Rowan shooting Mary's dead body. Yeah, that was... This This is fucking dark. That's fucked up. Yes, yeah. it is. Why are there guns aboard this ship? Especially projectile-throwing guns. So they, any guns, any weaponry. Makes right. sense. If they are going to eventually colonize a place, they don't know if... Just like just like the movie Alien, right? They never had a weapon like you, on that you, ship. Well... That was the whole point of Alien. They, they made, they they're smarter like, than the people like on flowers. Alien because they want to make sure that if they're going to go to a planet that they don't know anything about, Alien if they have to defend themselves... Space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, little... well, it was way more readily available than it should be. You think right. it would be an armory locked by the captain or something? No, probably. And, and also, it just seems like a dumb idea to have a gun and, you know, what happens if you misfire and you breach the hole? Well, yeah, that too, but that's not just projectile guns. That's just... That's what I'm saying. What possible use could guns have on the spaceship full of frozen people and five people crewing it? <laughs> a whole lot of bad, but uh, interesting storytelling. Plot devices. That's all it is. And no aliens as far as we know. Right, right. Rowan begins uh, babbling on about how, you know, she betrayed him and that she said that she loved him and, and all that and that she had to go. Is he being controlled by knives? No, because he sees knives and he doesn't look like he's controlled. He just looks like he snapped. I mean, let's face it. He just conspired to have a guy put in cold storage for a crime he didn't commit. And then in a moment of absurd, twisted romance, decides to kill the guy in his... In his frozen state. And, I mean, yeah, this guy snapped. Okay. He so it's snapped. potential that Knives is completely innocent so far. And just have seen this happen? Well, that's the thing. He draws the gun on Knives and starts saying that it's his fault. That it's Knives' fault that Mary dies. Now, we did see the scene where Knives shows up at the door and it's... it's a, the it, whole thing is ambiguous. Yeah, Maybe it, he just put the idea in their head. That's what I'm wondering. Right. If like he just like went in, talked to them, did a little mind, about little mind fucking. Right. Yeah, I don't think he actually did any actual telepathy or anything. I think he just talked went, to them. Went in because mm. laid well, some we, seeds. Yeah. We there you go. Wow. Nice. I although like although I I almost wonder if he's controlling. He's mentally controlling Rowan here because he knows that Rowan won't actually kill him, and if the if he makes Rowan draw the gun on him, Rem will get in the way, and maybe he'll shoot Rem. Possibly, but is, he said he was going to let Rem live. Right. Knives is super intelligent. True. Knives is a super genius. So this may all be according to his designs. He may have planned all this out and knew exactly how Rowan was going to react. He's playing. He's playing human chess. Yeah. He would know that Rowan would 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 the Batman Gambit. There you go. I want to watch. I want to see a comic with those two together. 
That'd be cool. Bat Gambit. Bat Gambit. So as as we've noted, uh, Rem is uh, doing Human Shield, protecting knives from and Rowan. Rowan's, Rowan goes bye bye. Well, Rowan's freaking out. He's telling. He's babbling on about how he's broken. That he he's brother he may, Nero. That he may very well not that broken. That he may need to. That he may end up shooting Rem, which he obviously doesn't. But he's just he's he's broke. Something's wrong with him. Rem is getting closer and she's trying to talk him down. She's like, no, you're all right. We can, we can get this through it. At that moment, Joey's monitor works. Surprise, surprise. He sees the situation and he decides to howl 9,000 Rowan. Yeah, Rowan's gone. Yeah, he spaces him. Rem is freaking out. She's like, I knew him. He wouldn't do this. And Joey's like, you have to understand my position. I couldn't see that from that angle. I had to make a quick decision. Lo and behold, Knives is there. And he goes, you know what, Joey? I think he made the right decision. Yeah, he's straight creeping on Joey. Yeah, and he goes, you know what, though? You're only human, and busts a cap in his ass. Yep, there goes Joey. Yeah, Joey's done. Yeah, so I mean, he at this point, it seems like he plans to kill them all. Yeah. I made a message comes up saying that the ship's course has been altered, that they're beginning uh, their descent procedures, and Knives runs up to Rem and, and Vash and says, okay, Rowan set the controls. We're about to crash. We have to get folk. So Rem is like, yeah, let's get Foe. Takes uh, the boys to the, to the escape pod, and then she stops. She gets Vash in there, and yeah, she, she starts. She pushes him in. Basically, it, says take care of knives, and goes off well, to try to stop it. She she first before before she does, she goes, Alex, what should I do? Hits the emergency uh, controls to to launch the the escape pod, and as he says, she tells Vash to take care of knives. And we cut to the ex- to the interior of the escape pod outside the ship. We see the ship explode, and, Va- and Vash is, is like he's freaking. Rem is Rem is gone, mm-hmm. and as he's freaking out, Knives begins to laugh maniacally. He's like, "I can't understand humans. I was going to keep her alive for you because you have such an attachment for her, but she sacrificed herself for sentimentality for others, and he's just he's just losing it." And Vash freaks out. He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh." I was going to do that. This was my plan all along. I was going to kill everyone. I was going to keep the uh, plant ships alive. Like, Vash tries to fight him, but he gets his ass kicked by knives. And uh, it doesn't matter because... Another automated message says that the uh, courses are being readjusted, that the ships are now engaged their retro boosters. Yep, so she did it. She somehow... Saved them. And saved all the people. Knives is pissed. Oh, yeah, he's very angry. As we cut to one last scene, we see... Ships landing all across the planet. We hear Rem's favorite song going on, and we see a little montage of, of Rem in her happier moments, taking care of Vash when he was younger, some of her prolific statements, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we end with a reminder from her to take care of knives for Vash. And we cut to 107 years later. Outside of July City, and Vash is like, oh, I will, Rem. And he crosses, he takes his gun and crosses it with a, another gun. Another gun. That looks almost the same. Except for it's black. Yeah. He says, trust me, Rem. I will. T- and it, yes. We have seen I, it. He, say, he says, I will. And there's like a, lo- a kind of a dramatic pause. Take care of him. End credits. There you go. And that was Rem Severin. There you go. Next episode. Goodbye for now. All right. It originally was going to be see you real soon, but then they kind of got into a whole legal dispute with Disney. So they changed it to goodbye for now. See ya, Space Cowboy. Not that either. Okay. <laughs> cowboy Bebop was going to kick his ass. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
You're, I know that's wrong. You should shut up. All right, so <laughs> that was so bad. That was bad. All right, so that was our review of episode 17 of Trigon Rem Sav. Uh, so. Mungo. Rem save point. So we've got. <laughs> wow. Uh, so let's talk about what we thought of the episode. Josh, you've talked a lot about okay. the episode. You want to give us a brief, a brief kind of conclusion? I really like this episode. It's uh, very significant because we see pretty much the template for Vash in, okay. Re- in Rem. Yeah. She looked at the guidance and wisdom and the uh, support of a, of a very dear person in her past that passed away, which Vash does for, for Rem. He takes her ideals and uses them and applies them to his own way of doing things, which right. she did with her with the previous person. And let's face it, Vash quotes Rem all the time. Rem apparently quoted this Alex guy all the time as well. So, so by transitive property... Alex is now Vash. Yes. Okay. Apparently Bill's having a seizure over there. I'm not sure what's happening to him right now. Um, I'm not sure what's happening to him. I have, what, you don't like what I said? Too much Josh talky. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Brain fry. Uh, All right, cool. But as far as uh, giving as a backstory for Vash, great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're introduced to Knives, finally, which is also great. I can't wait to see where we're going to go next. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that this is an interesting episode. It's the I love flashback episodes. I like when you to get characters are really developed, and then you go back to see how they ended up the way that they are. And I think that they do a really good job of this. You get that sci-fi feel, and it just it's just so neat. It gives you history, background, not just on the characters, but the world. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of what was really needed to understand... You know, a lot of info dumps like we talked about, but still really good dumps. And <laughs> <laughs> Rather clean, too. Yes. And the animation's really good. Uh, just everything about this episode is a lot of fun. Right, right. Bill? <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good episode. It was a nice change of pace. Just kind of a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And although we get some answers, we see the past. I think we're left with more questions than answers, though. We, we are literally left with a lot of questions. That's just the last scene alone. Right. Of like, well, what's he going to do? Is When it says 107 years, is this past where we currently are? Or is this before where we currently are? You know, what's his other gun? Uh, July City, that was the past because... Oh, did it say July City? It yes, it did say July... He no. said outside July City. Well, then that's not a question that I have then. Right. <laughs> but even the nature of the boys. Right. I mean, really what they are. Yeah. There, right. there's, there's definitely a lot left, I think, open Absolutely. to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get more, but... I think this is the the largest amount we'll get on some of this background. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it was a fun episode. I definitely would rank this up there as one of my favorites, just because it's it breaks the mold of the show, but in a good way. I love this episode too. It's also a definite anime trope when you have the uh, main character when your main character has that mysterious backstory. There is going to be inevitably an episode that explains him. Yeah. And this is that episode. Yeah. I'm so, not saying that's a bad thing. It's just that that's something that you do see in a lot of anime. Yeah. So that was our review of 17 Rem Saverum and Saverum. Next, Severance Package. And next really? time, next Holy week, shit. yes, next week, we're going to be reviewing episode 18 of Trigun. Goodbye for now. And now we're going to say goodbye for now. Bill, you want to take us out? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three angels from God, we fix that Smooth. post, talk about anime. Oh. Unlike these two, I use logic. I'm Bill. Oh.
Yeah, well, my haircut makes me look like an intellectual and quite the philosopher. My name's Andy. And seriously, how does this haircut make me look? <laughs> Mama's boy. He bothered to take his hat off and everything on the audio podcast. I love it. It's, it's dedication. I'm Josh. And <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Rim salad spinner. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pone Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. happens in our future is our own responsibility. Ram, what's the matter? Alex, help me. Give me strength. You two go on ahead. I don't understand what you mean. Why? I can't leave Joey here by himself, and I have to try to find a way to save the others. But the program is already running. You've got to come with us, Ram. Please don't leave us. I'm sorry, Vash. If Alex were still alive, I believe in my heart that he would do the same thing. Vash, take care of knives. Don't worry, Vash. <laughs>